Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz, and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, live from satellite via Skype, is Omega Kai. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I miss you. Right. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so there's been a lot of wrestling news that's been coming out this week. Uh, more wrestlers being released by WWE. Um, some interesting news coming out of Impact Wrestling, and so on and so forth, and including some stuff coming out from uh, AEW. So let's just start with uh, Impact. So Impact this week, they released a video showing Tessa Blanchard uh, commenting on the world title situation. She also called out um, Michael, uh, Big Mike uh, Elgin. Yeah, so it looks like she might be doing... uh, She might be wrestling Big Mike. Starting a, starting a feud with them. I'm okay with that. It's it's it just there's a, you like both of them. There's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Elgin and um, Tessa Blanchard. So I, mm-hmm. I I I, I kind of think it's too soon for them to go against each other. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of like a bomb for glory issue. You know, mm-hmm. match. Yeah. Unless one of the contracts are up soon, so I, I, the only reason I can see it. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows about that? Um, I hope um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that. Um, other than that, we move from from Impact to WWE, and the devastating news is that Jimmy Uso is currently out of action for three to six months due to an due to a knee injury. Uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that it happened during the triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a spot that where uh, Jimmy landed awkwardly onto one of the ladders, and he had to wrestle through the pain. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so pretty much, me, yeah. He, hmm? <laughs> he fooled me, by the way. Oh, it did? Yeah, because he, he just he's got him and did what he did. I thought it was just selling, but it looked like he, it didn't look like it was painful. I guess it really was. Mm-hmm. Tough man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit is due on that, you know. So yeah, yeah well, we, you know, wish him the best of luck and hope he has a speedy recovery from there. Um, other news coming out from uh, WWE. Two former WWE uh, wrestlers uh, agreed to never team up again outside of WWE. Uh, It was reported that Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawking um, agreed to um, not wrestle again or tag team again outside once everything is uh, said and done with the coronavirus. Yeah. So what do you so what do you think of that? I, I mean, it's fine. It's one of those things where you want to build hype anticipation. Would they one day, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially during right now when there's no audience, it's actually the best time to even think about doing that. Right. So I'm okay with this. Eventually, they'll be friends again. Yeah. No, they're friends. There's there was a statement. Just, I know it's okay, oh. Eventually, they'll be yeah. together. Yeah. Okay, so there was a statement. Um, one of them said that um, we are not teaming. We are not teaming anywhere unless one of the things we want to do is do the major wrestling figure uh, live podcast. But we like to put on a live wrestling show. I would love to team with him in, in that environment. Or I would love to wrestle like the Rock and Roll Express or the Headbangers. Other than that, we're going on our own separate ways. So, I'm a fan of either of them as a team. I'm a fan of them individually. So, mm. yeah. Um, not only that, but also uh, Mr. Perfect's son has Kurt been Hawk. let go as well from WWE. Which is kind of weird. I mean, I think he's coming back, obviously. Because of, uh, from what I heard, uh, 
but every superstar that once come back and train with or you know you know go back in the ring mm-hmm. they always look up to him to be the train partner like especially the rock rock lesnar mm-hmm. maybe Ed, I, don't know. I think those big two the brock and and rock lesnar you know rock lesnar and the rock actually requested him to be the trainer and he's like he's one of those people that people love to train with he's like so much good you know, talent developer I'm yeah. surprised they got him. Yeah. So, but I think being that just because he's, they want him to be in the company and looks bad on them that they fired him, but they fired everybody, else, you know, kind of stuff. Right, right, right. I think he's they put on a boat just to say it's fair for everybody. Right. Yeah, well, we wish him the best of luck, and hopefully, he'll find a new home sometime soon down the road. Um, I'm the, and more news coming out of WWE. It looks like Becky Lynch might be going to Hollywood. You finally got a degree in acting. She finished already. <laughs> no, no, really, that's what she was been doing. That's not actually a joke, but she was she went to school for um, acting. From what I heard, she right. finish up. She got a degree in it. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. So the news broke is that she's gonna make her premiere, her first acting premiere, on um, on the show Billions. Mm-hmm. And but her major role, her first major role, is said to be um, is going to be in the Marvel universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Hmm. I can think of one to be good for. Mm-hmm. There's a. Let me see. Um, according to Chris uh, Tapley from Netflix's The Call Sheet, he said on Twitter, "quote unquote Becky Lynch is grabbing Ali Hollywood's eye." Psst. She's also in a certain upcoming Marvel f- movie. Mm-hmm. So. The next upcoming film that's coming out from Marvel is going to be what was it? it was Black Widow, but I, I got pushed back. Yeah, it would be Black Widow, and I it's either Black Widow or um, Morpheus. Oh, I mean, like uh, okay, uh, Sony Marvel, not Disney Marvel. Yeah. That so could be, it could be, yeah, it could be either or. So, yeah, so good for her, um, you know. You know, the next Venom film. Yeah, that too. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. She's, yeah. Right. She's doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrestling takes its toll, so it's good to have a backup plan. Yeah, it does. Um, so I wish her the best of luck, and hopefully she. Um, Continues. Yeah. And come back to wrestling sometime, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't forget us. Yeah. I just want to see um, you know, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So apparently Shinsuke Nakamura also released a statement on Twitter with a picture of AJ Styles and saying that their feud has not finished, it will continue. I honestly think that they should have just not continued that feud. It it wasn't good. They were trying to go for that New Japan style type of wrestling in WWE, which didn't do so well in WrestleMania. We all saw what happened. It wasn't that great. The only good thing that came out of it was the heel turn by Nakamura. Uh, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. Okay, I don't know if that matched. I didn't think it was they were going for the New Japan style. They were making fun of it. They were doing the WWE style of it. Because if they went the New Japan style, it would be a great match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was uh, awful. And that's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's this this feel was two WrestleMania's ago. Is mm-hmm. this, uh, are they trying to do a, a Piper Hogan feud where he lasts forever kind of stuff? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, there's no beyond. There's no long feuds no more. Everybody's friends one day, and next to enemies, and then suddenly they became tag team partners and tag team champions. Mm-hmm. That's what wrestling is now. It's just it's, uh, a whole bunch of twists, not enough turns. 
Mm-hmm. That, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. If, if it was long run, it was doing this forever. Yeah. Hogan Piper, you know, Piper, Snuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of stuff. The Macho Man, uh, Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Almost everything with Hogan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rick Flair, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there was other news too that uh, came out yesterday. Liv Morgan came out with a Twitter quote that says, Can someone make Ready to Rumble part two and can I be in it, please? David Arquette, uh, actor slash wrestler, um, says, Well, you know, with the company that should own half the rights, and I think that it would be awesome. I could be your dad says Dave Arquette. So, would you want to see Ready to Rumble Part 2 if it had Liv Morgan and David Arquette? Yeah, I would. The first one was good. It, I mean, it wasn't like a... Um, kind of like something by Ridley Scott or anything where they get from mm-hmm. the black edition of... So, it was so fun film to watch. And uh, Jaws, uh, the film is... Yeah, this is why number two thanks to the rest of it. All right. Um, hey, can you, uh, is something wrong with your mic over there? Because it's kind of like breaking up. No, I can hear you. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, all right, all right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. So, uh, me, I wouldn't mind, yeah, uh, for me, I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Ready to Rumble. It was good. Um, and plus, two, I wouldn't mind seeing, if if any of you who hasn't seen Dave Arquette wrestle in the indie scenes, watch him. He's actually a really good wrestler. He's actually pretty good. So, I wouldn't mind seeing him actually wrestle in this film, if they do a part two and let him wrestle how the way he wants to wrestle. Um, not only that, too, but there's also a great documentary about David Arquette's journey to being a, a full-fledged wrestler and kind of stopped acting for a, a long time because he wanted to pursue this career of being a wrestler now. Um, it's really good. Um, moving right along, we have Money in the Bank news. So apparently two things have... Well, three things. Uh, three things that came out uh, WWE in, in terms for Money in the Bank. First off... Um, both Money in the Bank matches has been reported that they're going to have plenty of booby traps within the match. Both matches. So. Um, hmm? Yeah. Yeah, and since they're doing it at the WWE main headquarters, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, I guess they're just gonna do a movie. Johnson. Yeah. What kind? Of, is it like a funhouse style, or is it like a house of traps kind of thing? Um, the, uh, they don't. Well, they don't know because it's just basically um, they're trying to. I think I, I think they're going to take a little bit from the Japanese deathmatch scene, but not go anything yeah, hectic or crazy. Um, maybe you know, like any odds or ends things that won't hurt the wrestlers, but you know, just shows off like yeah, you know, they're trying to do what they try to do. Um, not only that, but also, too, that Vince McMahon actually showed people how to do certain stunts. And it was reported, not knowing if it's true or not, that he actually jumped off a build, jumped off Titan Tower to show them this is how you're supposed to do it if uh, it were to happen. He didn't jump off Titan. I think it was uh, a scaffold, like 20, uh, 2018 foot scaffold hmm. kind of and she, she's about to fall back to land safely. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Pushing 70, so. Mm-hmm. Just demonstrate how to fall, because he does what he does. Oh, yeah, of course. 
especially through the attitude era. Um, yeah. That's a massacre, but that's no go. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's got to do. Lion on tape. It's a Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And um, not only that, too, but there's been updates already to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which will take place in uh, May 10th at Stanford, Connecticut, at the WWE Global Headquarters. So, and here are some of the updates. So, card subject to change. So, here are the updated uh, updated, uh, cards. So, for the first match, so the first one that they have is for the women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, which will have Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. Who just qualified last week. And then our second match is um, for the men's money in the bank would be Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Aleister Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus to be determined because that originally was supposed to go to um, Apollo Crews, but he was but he injured his knee during a match last week on SmackDown. Um, so they're going to do a... Supposedly. A, yeah, line. supposedly. Yeah. So supposedly, so they're going to do is a, uh, like a little mini Royal Rumble to see who's going to take that spot. So I think they're going to be doing it this week to the on the go-home show. Um, next, we have Braun Strowman going against Bray Wyatt uh, for the WWE Universal Championship. We have Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDowns uh, Women's Championship. We have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship, and this one is new. We have a four a fatal four way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which will have the New Day of Biggie and Kofi Kingston going against John Morrison versus the, and the Miz going against the Forgotten Sons, and then versus Lucha House Party. With Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado. And for the Forgotten Sons, we don't know which of the three are going to be in there. So that's the update that we have for uh, Money in the Bank. So, what do you think of the card so far? Interested, not interested? Eh. Transitional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for SummerSlam, really. Uh, or hopefully, they bring back King of the Ring. I know they're not, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's COVID. It's COVID nineteen right now, so it's kind of hard because everybody's not there. So they're making lemonade and they're doing a good job of it. Yeah, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, as long as they provide entertainment and they are considered a essential type of business, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand. It's one of those. It's it's not where I'm going to ask them to do a Godfather one and two. I'm I'll be right. happy to just watch. You know, it's just a regular. No, uh, parent trap movie. To be honest, mm-hmm. something to keep entertained just for a moment until everything you know resume back to normal. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I think this is not bad. It's not bad card. I'm just waiting for the execution and see if they can pull it out right yeah. and do a good job on it. Um. So I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to wait and see how it turns out. Uh, two more little things before... Uh, yeah, two more things before we get to our main topic. Um, this week, the WWE and AEW are going to be doing live taping shows. They're going to have at least uh, people in the audience now. But there's... Uh, according to the Florida governor, if they're going to be having... Uh, be doing live tapings and stuff like that, they have to, they can have up up to at least twenty percent of the venue full of people, but from long distance. So in other words, so say like for AEW, they say that they're going to be doing it um, where the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, Daily's place will be at. So I think they're gonna, not going to have the front rows or that the bottom row where the um, wrestlers are going to be entering and exiting and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be blocked off, and I think they're going to have. The audience maybe in the nosebleeder seats or in the mid in the mid range seats area, but, but far enough away. Yeah, 
I kind of have an issue with that because the twenty percent of Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, you know, Jaguar Stadium, it's still mm-hmm. a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's because the twenty thousand of what, like what, fifty thousand mm-hmm. or eighty thousand people uh, scattered out parking. Yeah, you gotta run into each other. It's kind of hard to say. So yeah. And same thing with WWE, like oh, and, and, yeah, and the same thing with WWE is they say that they're going to let twenty percent of people to get into the performance center when they do Raw and SmackDown and NXT. So about twenty people then. Maybe. Uh, I'm assuming they only fit like around hundred for um, you know, screen time, mm-hmm. or you know just the side crowd. But... Ooh, and awesome, yeah. Yeah. Just enough where you can hear people talk. Yeah. So. so it's going to be interesting. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. All right. And then the other news that we have is that uh, this week on um, AEW's podcast, AEW Unrestricted, they had Dean Malenko on. And he was talking, he was telling a lot of stories about how he met Chris and Eddie, uh, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Um, if you haven't, if anybody hasn't had a chance, listen to it. It's really great. Um, you hear, you hear the side of, of Eddie and Chris that, from a personal, from a personal level, outside of their family that you wouldn't even hear. Especially too when when Benoit met, uh, no, when uh, Malenko met Benoit when he was Kid Pegasus when he was wrestling in New Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then how the way that the all three of them um, had had each other's backs, and that like one wouldn't try to like push over the others so they can you know get what's theirs. They all was like this like this, this little group that were considered to be called like the three original three amigos, and they always looked down each other's backs for for each other's backs. Even when they knew when the um, with the the NWO coming into WCW, they all knew. Yeah, it's kind of time to jump ship. Yeah, when they left with the radicals, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I listened to the podcast, and it's it's kind of like a, a reverie more than a uh, questioning of. Of, of Dean's um, life, I guess it's it's yeah. it seems like he was just more focused on what's the word explaining himself mm-hmm. from where he was from his perspective from you know kind of a little bit of the, the Crispin Watt thing yeah kind of how he was close to like like all, all the radicals he was close to maybe two of them like him and Perry Saturn you know there's he haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. So it's kind of stuff. It was kind of it was kind of sad. It was more like a somber moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the cool part about Dean is that Dean doesn't Dean Malenko doesn't really show his emotion out, but you can hear it in his voice. Yeah. yeah. Unlike uh, Dustin, the one the week prior when they had to interview him during the podcast, mm-hmm. his heart was in his sleeve. Man, he's like, man, this guy should be world champion. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dean Malenko is the Ice Man. He, he pursues no emotion, but you can hear his tone. You know, of his emotions. Yeah, it's, it's it's two different. It's like the two people who almost had hard lives, but have different way of bringing on. You know, they bring out their, their, I guess, the personality. Like you think mm-hmm. Go Dust or Dustin Ronald's more flamboyant, more free. You know, show business turns out he's very uh, conserved. You know, yeah. and he's actually he's very uh, what's the word? Simple. He's very uh, easygoing, and he uh, he does. He's not all that crazy stuff he does in WWE. Right. Michael, he's the opposite. He is who he is. It's like for him, there's no blur between his his uh, his character and himself. It's just him. Right. Dustin has a separation. He's this guy and this guy, and you know, in wrestling. So it's, yeah. and they're kind of like hard, interesting lives. Especially, he seemed like he he wants to um, you know cry, but he can't. Yeah. So I, I figured, like, wow, man, this guy's—he is the Ice Man. He's living his—he mm-hmm. is who he is. He's not—he's not a uh, persona. He is Dean Malenko. 
Yeah. In the ring, like, out of the ring, Dean Malenko will always be Dean Malenko. Yeah, like Dustin Runnels, Gold Dust, Black Rain, mm-hmm. Maryland, you know, Maryland Dust, all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, those are persona and gimmicks. Understand? There's a separation. Yeah. This one's like same type of emotional feeling, but different. You know, once one person is who he is, the other one is, oh, this is the real Dustin Runnels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those podcasts are getting real good. It's Aubrey's doing a good job. Of, uh, oh, yeah. And I heard you know, that this week. Yeah. You know how those, um, the NBC special? So mm-hmm. they all start making them, you know, cry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, uh, if you see, what's his, I forgot his name already. And then they try to bring out the emotion, and he gets quiet and quiet, and then you go back to being cussing and vulgar. And it's one of those things where they have to set the, the tone. Of, you know, it goes from it's happy here, what's new, exciting, and suddenly it goes to a depressing, somber tone. And then at the end, yeah. it brings you back and cheers you, like, hey, life's not over, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, a good example of that one would be uh, the one with Taz. Oh, yeah. Taz is on. Very good. Yeah. That one was really good because he he told he told a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't know about how close him and Polly was. Oh yeah, yeah, that New York thing, the New York yeah. family. Yeah, and still to this day, they're still good friends, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what 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 happened between them and everything in the years and stuff like that. They're still good friends. Yeah, yeah, and so, the test is the other side of the, the I guess if the, the other side of. Uh, of wrestling is he's always in character you don't really get to see the real him unless you go listen to this podcast and it's like a blur it's like, is this task the submission machine the wrestler or is this task the you know the person mm-hmm. that one's hard to tell like Dean Malenko you kind of see it's it's the same yeah task is a, a question mark because uh, I think during that podcast what he was talking about was he actually said I'm always in character I go in and kick ass, and I'm gonna be like that for the whole entire time. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the only time when I'm not Taz is when I'm with when I'm with uh, with my family. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't get to see that. If we do, it seems like they're the same. But he, yeah. he, but he clearly says they're not. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys get a chance, listen to the AEW Unrestricted podcast. They're really good. And this week. It's going to be supposedly. I heard that it's going to be uh, Audrey Edwards. With Audrey Edwards. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be her. Like how she got into the business, how she became a referee, and everything like that. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a guest, or she's doing like a she interviewing herself with Tony Schiavone, Audrey Edwards. You know, interviewing Audrey Edwards. I don't know. I can't wait. I, I, all I have to say is I just can't wait to listen. Um, yeah. Hopefully so, um, hmm? Hopefully there's a guest uh, interviewer. Yeah. You know, Dustin would be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I don't know. Yeah. I'm still mad that he didn't he, he, he win. <laughs> <laughs> the, the TNT belt might be Don't we talk about that? Yeah, well, the, the thing with the TNT belt is like, there's a lot of people who love who love the idea. There's a lot of people who don't like the idea, uh, and it's divided down to: is it their version of the TV title belt, or Intercontinental? Yeah, or the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, what do you think? Is it their version of the Intercontinental, or is it like the TV title? Both, I think. A little bit of a, a little bit of side A, and a little bit of side B. I'm gonna go with uh, the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart. Uh, Title name for the Intercontinental title better. It's called the mm. Workhorse title. Yeah, that's pretty much a better name for it. Uh, to be honest, they, I'm surprised they only use that. The Workhorse title, the t- like the you know, AEW Workhorse Champion. Right. But I, and I think what that is, it's just to build up people who are willing to work every week, who will mm-hmm. to wrestle every match, every pay per view, not miss a show. And he's like the champion. At least he got a champion in, in the stadium. Like, like even the heavyweight champion's not there. Yeah. The Intercontinental's there or the TNT Dynamite's there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming Rhodes would be good, but he's also doing backstage stuff. He might interfere. Yeah. 
it's, it's one of those things where you, it's, it's, it's good to put a new person with the belt so they could, you know, become a, um, a gradual, like, uh, you know, the people are more accustomed to seeing them as, hey, he's a champ, he's a champ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's here to wrestle, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I still yeah. want Dustin to win. <laughs> he deserves something. He's, he's, I want to be heavyweight yeah. champion at the least. Yeah, I also too. That man just come on. Yeah, match of the year last year. Um, well, yeah, everything. So yeah, yeah, come on. yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, to me, to me, the T, the the TNT title. Um, I know for a fact it's gonna be cha- it's gonna be put on the line every week. Hopefully so, not. That'd be too tiring for the performer. We don't. I, I think we're the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not within like, reason. Yeah, like, okay. I yeah, I could see that within reason. Um, so I have a, it, it, every week. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. No, uh, no, because it it would, it would kind of remind me. No, because like if they do that every week, it will kind of remind me of RVD's run with the ECW TV title. Yeah. You know. and him and Jerry Lynn battles. Oh man, those legendary battles, or him and Sabu. Yeah, those are Sabu. Yeah, you should come back. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? All right, and um, so now we're gonna go to the main meat of the show. Uh, last week's Dark Side of the Ring. I knew he was gonna go there. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe because I guess kind of. A good topic. It was good. It was a good one. It, yeah, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't evil. It wasn't about somebody's death or murder or drugs. Or, you know, it was actually yeah. just simple. You know, mm-hmm. football. You know, taboo thing in the in the industry. In the it's you know kayfabe and and all the stuff that it's like wrestling drama only. There's no yeah. mystery about it. There's no murder. Or anything. <laughs> There's no. You know, like, uh, he said that she said this, he was abusive, and that, that, like, I'm like, it's, it was like the Macho Man, Mr. Elizabeth thing, where it wasn't like Chris Benoit. It was, it mm-hmm. was only relatable to wrestling fans. That's that's what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, and the terminology of it, too, that wrestling fans, if they know it, um, so it begs the question, <laughs> which question? Well, <laughs> Oh, oh, I was going to say. Okay, so it begs the question. Did they do the right thing or not? The fun day, and this, there's like a whole bunch of uh, players in this thing. Yeah. Um, there's one central player. The yeah. one, the, all of it was the report. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And the incident with uh, Dr. D, David Schultz. Yeah. Which we which we were both surprised that he's still alive because <laughs> I remember yeah. you were telling me yeah I'm surprised and and the, and the other guy too Mansfield I'm yeah. surprised the guy who revealed that uh, wrestling was fake on national TV that that was the the other player yeah and I was surprised it was, because the way he was written off on TV it seems like everybody wanted the whole WWF that time wanted him to be forget it. Like nobody wants to talk right. about him. And he was sent over to Japan, you know. And he he brought the gimmick over of slapping reporters and he kept on going and going. Mm-hmm. And then the the reporter, I guess, was was vilified. Yeah. So it, it seemed like he was very vilified. And he had his point. He was telling people what I mean it wasn't he wasn't evil, but he was doing stuff that was like, come on, man, we know it's fake, just don't say it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. stuff. He, he's like he really wants to open that wound, even though we know it's uh, you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's taboo. It's yeah, you don't want to talk about it. You want to yeah. make any illusion? It's like going up to a magician, like, "Hey, this thing's fake." I'm like, I know it's fake, but we're watching a show, right? So yeah, it's escapism, and he wants to destroy that. And like, we know, man, we're not idiots, and these people are wrestling are people who try to make a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just kind of vilified that. So, but, yeah. so what question will you beg again? Okay, <laughs> so the question. Angles, that's why I did this one. Yeah. For wrestling okay. fans. 
Yeah. Okay. Mansfield. Did he what? do the right thing or not? Mansfield? It yeah. depends on which side you want to be on. He's both sides are right. He's more right. You know, to be honest, Mansfield is more relevant now than he was back then. Because the stuff he's talking about is it's it's big hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. With the you know, healthcare, having job security, that they treat they should be employees, that they shouldn't pay like the stage performing dues or anything like the you know promotion because taking their money taking 20 percent off the top or anything like that you got to pay them kind of stuff health okay. that kind of stuff just recently this past year thanks to aew has been implemented wwe still need to catch up they fired oh, like what happened recently it's the firing these people mm-hmm. got no job security plus a 90 day no compete clause worse they can't even get a job there when they're fired for, for at least another three months so Mansfield was he's right right now. Back then, yeah, I can see what why they hated him. Because right. he destroyed the illusion, but everybody already knew that wrestling was fixed. Yeah. So I yeah, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I understand both sides. But in the long run, Mansfield was more right. He he has more good points. Yeah. You want to take care of a business that was willing to take care of you also. Mm-hmm. He was right. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be taken advantage of like that. And, but should he? The question is, should he went to the news reporter and talked about it? Mm-hmm. And then with blading and all that. So, yeah, he he showed the blade. That was the big, uh, the big, the big thing they talked about. And master, right. he was, I want to show him more, but he, he they always pushed me about showing how the blade. I guess to them, you know, blood and stuff, it's draw ratings. So news back then was more sensationalistic also. Right. It's a show. I, I mean, you, you got you to ask yourself also, I mean, what, so what do you think about it? Is it we're breaking kayfabe that bad or is it revealing that you need help, that people need to be protected? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a little bit of side A and a little bit of side B. But overall, I think... You know, eventually people were going to find out one way or another that kayfabe, you know, was all illusion. Yeah. So I think it was good for the industry and I think good for the business that back then that all happened. And it also brings up a lot of the topics, too, of, you know, what AEW is doing with insurance, job security, uh fair wages and everything like that and also all of the people were not are not treated as what wwe is doing as vince mcmahon um mm-hmm. said you know quote unquote freelance entertainers the contractors contractors yeah and independent contractors so so honestly yeah i think this was a uh yeah i, I think this was, wasn't bad i think it was i think it wasn't bad it was. I think it was. It was good back then to do it. Um, but Matthew had to be a scapegoat and said, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's one of the wrestling, you know, phony and fake." But no, he didn't. It was already been known. Everybody knew already. Because mm-hmm. okay, the only, the only way they maintain that the illusion that is real is Japan, Mexico, and Germany, and Europe, and all the other countries who has pro wrestling in it had mm-hmm. to be. And that's impossible. You know, you know what I mean? It's it's right. And people know it's a show. Mm-hmm. So why even bother? You know, it's, it's not revealing. It's the, the only thing he should have done, I think, was the blading part because that's more like a, a trade secret. Yeah. But we got to do that already. But he he, he sh- but he, sh- he showed him how where how they hide the blades. To, to be honest, I, I I didn't even know that they tape it and they put it in their mouth sometimes or on the wrist. Or they just and the ref would pick it up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So th- that was a trade secret that you should review. Like magicians, you know, should review the secret. That was one of them. Yes. But telling that it was staged was all right because you know magicians we know it's staged and the only illusion. The only mm-hmm. difference is wrestlers. <laughs> it hurts for the hell. Like you'd be uh, life threatened to. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. Abdullah like, the butcher. Abdullah, Owen Hart. Exactly. 
Darren draws off and can paralyze. Yeah, it's all this stuff that happens in the ring that is, you know, sad. Yeah. Um, Jin Kazai. Jin Kazai. Great documentary by him, but also on Vice, ironically. Yes. Um, if you want to see that about uh, deathmatch wrestling in Japan and here in the United States, watch Vice, the wrestler, under uh, the episode was called Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, really great. Uh, Jin Kazai. One of the best deathmatch wrestlers. Um, just seeing his body, you can see how much hell he put himself gone through. But once you get to, once you see how the way he talks about it, why he puts himself through those hellish battles, you can see you, you get a lot of respect, and you see where where he's coming from. You know, so it's really good. Okay, uh, and one more thing before we go. Um, okay, as of now, of season two, with three episodes left, which which episode do you thought is like you have to like you would tell somebody like you have to watch this, even if they're not a wrestling fan, just like watch it is that interesting? If they're not a wrestling fan, and that's obviously Chris Benoit one because that's more relatable. Uh, right. But if you if you're a wrestling fan. Those ends out like more of a kind of like you know you know the terminology and all that they call them the smarts yeah and is you know instead of the marks I guess it would be this one because mm-hmm. okay all that yeah. but that wasn't my favorite yeah my favorite was the brothel and all one with Bob <laughs> it, oh man it it was so many players involved and you know it's funny the. The, the, the weird part is um, when Vice, Dark Side of the Ring, like Jim mm-hmm. Cornette, in one episode, he's the good guy. And I feel for him. Next episode, he's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shit, dude, you're, you're like, you're ruining his career. Like, like uh, okay, the Bart Gunn one, he, he, he's kind of like, oh, this is Jim Cornette. He's being Jim Cornette, but this time I have to disagree with him. And he's like, oh, man, we just wasted, you just ruined five, you just lost $500 million to, this, to Vince Russo. Like, so and then Vince Russo, said, why can't we just make Bart Gunn the next guy? And you and I agree with Vince Russo. I like Bart Gunn. And yeah. and then after that, it was like he was being uh, what's the word? He was being blackballed. Literally, he was yep. being a stomp on and defend to Butterbean. And Butterbean even said, "It's like you know what? If he didn't try a box, he might have a chance." <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it was one of those things where like, okay, he's it's not nobody's fault. But the the outcome was you can't you can't control it. Doctor yeah. Death was supposed to be the guy they try and push, and he they assumed he was gonna win and go against the toughest guy of all, Bradshaw. And he not got knocked out. The, the only person they should have pushed out of this because he was really a legit badass and he was tough. Because he, he he had to leave because he had got malaria from South Africa. Was Steve Blackman? I thought, mm-hmm. and which was funny. He wrestled with malaria or something. <laughs> and he had to, uh, and he still won his first match. He had the highest scoring in the brawl for all, too. It is, it's like, yeah, yeah, you have potential to push all, two or three superstars, and instead you bury them. It's, it's kind of, and it's and Jim Cornette, like, you got, you got to bury them now. Like, why? It's like, it's, this Bruce had a point. Just make this guy the next guy. He's obviously a tough, he's legit badass. <laughs> he, he, look what, look, look what he had to go through. Come on. Yeah, he yeah he, he knocked Bradshaw out. He Bradshaw is heavyweight champion. Yeah, he knocked out Doc Death. Yeah, he, he was mm-hmm. got to do. It. So yeah, it, it, that's what my favorite episode was the brawl and all. Just because I I remember watching it, and I was actually I liked it. And it, at the end, it's like, what you guys can do with Bart Gun now? I'm push him. They didn't. But the best part is when he had to fight his um, tag team partner. Hardcore Holly. Yeah. He was telling me, yeah, in the room. <laughs> yeah. I think I was, was, you know, he had a seat in the couch or something. I forgot. Because Hardcore Holly was also one of those uh, locker, locker, you know, tough guys, too. Yeah. And he got, and it turns out the person who won was the quietest, nicest guy was in the whole entire locker room. Because Godfather was a bouncer. Yeah, Bradshaw was a football player. He was a bully or something, supposedly. So, yeah. and Harcourt was supposed to be just one of the toughest guys. 
out there. He was he was willing to fight anybody. Yeah. And then Steve Blackman, who was quiet, but he, he well, you know, he probably would have won because he left because he was afraid he would have tarnished his image of being a hardcore fighter. Yeah. So I, and that guy who won was the guy that nobody expected to win. Or none. Darren Drossel, who had better, it seemed like Darren Drossel was going to win before he. That's how bad it was. Okay, that's what we, like, you can't write that stuff up. Like, yeah, you just can't. Really, you just can't. All right. Like, who's going to win the tournament? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Baca, Baca won. He gave me five. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Open us his head railway. He won. He jumped out of my car. And uh, we can't make a next Street Fighter 3 with Baca. Remember you? Like, you got his ass knocked out. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Put the thumb yeah. on him. Yeah, Ryan's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and look how long that happened. Yeah. So just to let you guys know that there's the three episodes left are pretty interesting. Uh, the last three episodes, the upcoming episode, which is going to be on the 5th of May, single to Maya. Is uh, cocaine and cowboy boots, the Herb, the Herb Abrams story, and it's basically going to be about Herb Abrams and uh, UWF. The following week is going to be the last ride of the Road Warriors, and the last episode. Ah, man, it's if you guys thought that the Chris Benoit one was a heartbreaker, this one I think is going to be a heartbreaker. The last days of Owen Hart. Oh yeah. It's tragic. Ah, yeah. Just I when I saw that, I was like, "That's gonna be the last episode." I was just like, "Episode's <sighs> Christmas Wall, the last one, going hard." Yeah. It's like both tragedies, but the reception, public opinion, it's like the opposite. One's the one person we all want to go to Hall of Fame, but can't because of family. The other one we want to go to Hall of Fame, but can't because of family. Also, <laughs> it's. And it's, it's, it's tragic. Well, like both tragedies. It's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, but so far, uh, Dark Side of the Brain, this, this past episode was not about that spousal abuse or anything like that. Or about, yeah. about, it's, it's actually just about exposing the business. That's the first time it's. I thought it was pretty good. It was only for the smart fans to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just waiting for one, one more left to see if they're going to talk about it. Mm. Can you guess what it is? No. Which one? Well, it's the... Obviously, it's the China one. Oh, okay. When they inducted her in the Hall of Fame. Oh, the North Korean one? Yeah, she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Honestly, yeah, she, all the stuff she did after wrestling was not illegal. Well, I think she did that. A lot of people did. It was off. It was drugs. But that's kind of excusable. Because you look at the other, you know, the other people with coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you heard about yeah. uh, the only thing I don't know if you heard about this. The Macho Man stepping the man over. Yeah, I heard about one of Macho Man's ex girlfriends talked about like, yeah, he spilled the beanster. Yeah. But they don't know whether or not if it's true or not. So. Yeah, Steph's not talking. Yeah, because we haven't because Stephanie McMahon hasn't said anything yet. I mean, if it was true, explain why this the way this feels about him. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, 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 I like Macho Man, but I understand Vince more. It was Vince, man, and that was his daughter, and he did all that. Like, uh, unforgivable things. That was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, they won't do an episode of Dark Shot. Maybe. Oh, no, because it's all here saying. Yeah. Oh, we just got, yeah. Tragedies. 
Yeah. All right. Um, there you go. That's it for Russia Shoots. Hope you guys had a great time listening to us. And just before we go, a big shout out to Kenta Kobayashi, who's who just turned 53 this past Monday. So happy birthday to Kenta Kobayashi. Um, one of the greatest wrestlers that came out of Japan. If you haven't seen any of his matches, trust me, do yourself a favor, watch his matches. Um, if you want a recommendation, watch his match with uh, him and Samoa Joe from ROH or any of his crazy battles that he had with uh, Mitsuro Misawa or with uh, Jun Akiyama. Trust me, you're yeah. doing yourself a favor if you watch those matches. Um, so happy birthday, Kobayashi. Um, great man. Great oh, wrestler. He? he turned 53. And so it's... Yeah. Just chop him like three times in a row real fast. Yeah. And you know what's funny too? Yeah, get tired and speed up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Ken, it's funny, too, because uh, Kobayashi retired in uh, 2013. Yeah, and it's it's not too long ago, and it was just, like, crazy. You know? He had a lot of, leg he had a lot of matches, uh, and he is the second most in the a little trivia fact. Um, in the Wrestling Observer News, uh, Dave Meltzer, Kobayashi is on the list of number two with the most five-star matches ever by Dave Meltzer with 23. He's only two behind by his rival, Mitsuhara Mashida with 25. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you might have some unknown great matches out there. You haven't seen it. Yeah. And also he had held the GHC Heavyweight Championship belt for a total of 735 days. And had this, uh, and also the second most highest successful defenses for that belt in its belt's history with 13. So. He's like the Hogan and Red Flair of Japan. Pretty much. Pretty much. And can wrestle. Yes. He is basically what Keith Lee was before Keith Lee ever decided to become a wrestler. Keith uh, Lee. Yeah. All right, then, folks. So, on behalf of Omega Kai, I am Captain Katz. Thank you guys so much for listening to Rush Shoes. I hope you guys have a great week. Have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Keep your physical distancing away. And be safe out there. Until then, be back with us next week for more crazy tales of wrestling in the four-sided ring. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Yeah. yeah. Shout wrestle. Don't really wrestle.